Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I don't really know what we're going to talk about today. But at 4 o'clock, we have open lines, and you can call about any old thing that you want. And I assume that a few of you are going to want to react to the Supreme Court this week. And this is, um, here's the thing. I'm going to address a couple of things. We have a guest who's going to come on first, and then I'm going to address a couple of things because there's still a lot of myths about this. And perhaps Melanie will go over that as well when we bring her on in just a second. There's a lot of myths about what this actually does. There's also a lot of reaction that you need to be vigilant about. And keep in mind, there is a domestic terrorist organization who has already threatened violence about this uh, over the, uh, the previous week and had already engaged in violence over the previous several weeks. So joining us on the line right now is Melanie Lyon. Melanie, thank you so much. She's with Voices for Life. I assume this is a pretty good day for you. It is, Casey. Uh, I'd say I have two reactions today. One of them is mobilizing people for a response to this decision, and the other one's celebrating. One of my friends has a bottle of scotch he's been waiting to open for a long time, but he's invited us over to crack it open for <laughs> just this day. That's nice. Uh, well, and here's the thing, because yeah. a lot of people, there's some myths about this, and, and I, I just teased it, but I want to address it. And this is something that even some coworkers kind of came in today and they're like, you know, hey, we assumed that overturning Roe v. Wade would just automatically ban abortions all across the country. There's like 13 states that have a, a trigger ban that will go into effect. We'll talk about those a little bit later on. But overall, there's like 22 states that have legislation that either will or could trigger a ban. But abortion is not banned in the United States. Is that correct? No. Um, all the Roe v. Wade decision did was take it was federalized the issue before it happened there were three or five states uh like new york where abortion was already legal so um and if you read the i haven't read the current opinion but in the leaked opinion um it was a commentary on roe and the unconstitutional nature of taking this of federalizing this issue not even a discussion of the ethics of abortion well and that was always kind of interesting about it is a lot of people felt that roe v wade did something that it didn't do and it certainly didn't codify a constitutional right to abortion. It's not what, what the ruling was about. And people continue to misinterpret what Roe was. But even people who do support abortion, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, have often said that that was a terrible ruling. It was bad law. It was unconstitutional. And if you are going to address the abortion issue, it's going to have to be addressed in the legislature in the states anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. I was at a um, one of the Bands Off Our Bodies protests just a couple weeks ago, and I was just talking to the pro-choice women there, and they were, they all thought that this is, when this decision came down, it would be making abortion illegal throughout all of the country. So even a lot of these people that are on the front lines protesting this decision don't really understand um, what's going on. Yeah, I've seen a lot of man-on-the-street stuff outside of the Supreme Court over the past couple of weeks where they run into yeah. the same thing. So since this doesn't ban... Yeah abortion all over the country. And Melanie, I mean, part of your mission and Voices for Life's mission is to get abortion banned. What are the next steps in Indiana, in Michigan, and around the country? Indiana does not have a trigger law in place. Um, Michigan does, um, but I believe um, Governor Whitmer has uh, vetoed that trigger law. Um, the governor has called a special session uh, starting July 6th. Um, and I've heard from several legislatures that they plan to introduce an abortion ban there. Um, our response at Voices for Life is to mobilize people around the state. Um, our goal is to get one bus of pro-life people from every congressional district 
down to Indianapolis during the special session uh, to show our support for an abortion ban and for our pro-life um, pro, pro-life legislators. Um, and that's uh, we have a website up and running for that where people can sign up. We're hoping to get two buses from our district, District 2. That's um, onedayforlifeindiana.com, onedayforlifeindiana.com. And we're working for with uh, Students for Life and Reprotection and She Found His Grace and several other great pro-life organizations to um, just get support from all around the, around the state for this. Now, again, we're talking with Melanie Lyon. She's with Voices for Life. Now, Melanie, we have um, obviously this lot of arguments here. Women are going to be dying in the streets. They're going to be bleeding out in the streets. They're going to be forced to have babies they don't want. I mean, what is Voices for Life's reaction in response to people who keep saying those things? We would love to find some common ground with people who are concerned about that. I don't understand why the the response should be we should work to create a culture where a woman never feels like abortion is an option. Um, and actually, our community has taken some significant steps towards that. Like we installed a baby box at uh, the Clay Fire Station just, mm-hmm. uh, I think, or, uh, last year. That will really, uh, I think, help prevent infanticide if abortion and ban does come through because uh, a woman can leave a baby off. A baby she can't take care of. Um, she can leave it completely anonymously, no responsibility at all. Um, so we're hoping to add a couple more baby boxes around town um, and working with um, other right to life organizations like Women's Care Center and She Found His Grace to just to com- communicate to people about the resources that are available for women in crisis. There's I believe there's over 200 nonprofits in our area that provide support for uh pregnant women or just women in general. Um, I think our response shouldn't be uh, saying that we need to send women to uh, online to buy illegal abortion pills, which I've seen some pro-choice people doing, mm-hmm. but to help women you know, get the support that they actually need. So now you've got a couple of different things too, Melanie, and, and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll let you go because I know that this is a big day for you and you've got a bottle of scotch that you have a date with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've got the Department of Justice has said something very interesting. The Department of Justice, uh, first of all, they are contacting pro-life facilities all around the country and warning them about impending violence from the Day of Rage, which, again, domestic terrorist organization tied to Antifa has threatened violence if this ruling was was, uh, handed down. They have also issued this statement. This is from the Department of Justice, ladies and gentlemen. The DOJ will work tirelessly to protect and advance reproductive freedom. Well, in the statement of dissent that the attorney general Merrick Garland has released, it sounds like the Department of Justice is going to go against the Supreme Court's order here, and they're going to continue to allow abortions to happen in places that aren't. Or at least they're going to try and figure out a way to allow that to happen with maybe a place that has a weak attorney general or something like that if there is a a ban that kicks in. How does Voices for Life respond to something like that where the federal government has basically just said, we're going to ignore the Supreme Court's ruling here? Wow. Well, I think that's where making sure that the state is enforcing the law is really important. We've been working on um, filing complaints with the, to the Indiana State Department of Health with the uh, local abortion business, Holman's Health Alliance, that coincidentally opened three years ago without a license this same weekend yep. in June. Um, but we've been yeah, working to report any inconsistencies that we've seen there with the, uh, the State Department of Health. Um, so hopefully we can get... One of our goals is to put pressure on state officials to enforce whatever the state ban is going to be. Um, And as far as threats, I'll say in my four years as a pro-life activist, full-time pro-life activist in this community, I've seen vandalism already of uh, pro-life messaging seven times. 
And at uh, the house next to the abortion clinic, there's a gazebo where uh, volunteers will stay. Uh, someone vandalized it last week. So we're buttoning down and preparing for the worst, unfortunately. Well, didn't we have a, a pro-abortion activist, you know, accelerate the car, Representative Jackie Wilarski, last year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that that happened. Um, that was a case of accelerating uh, aggression when Jackie's campaign manager called me to let me know that that happened. He didn't have to. Te- he didn't even have to tell me who it was. Yeah, I knew right know. away. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I look. I like trolling people. I don't know what you like to do with your online free time, Melanie. But um, I've had several people on my Discord server today uh, point out that they've been yeah. roaming Twitter and they have been reporting any tweets to say that this bans abortions in the United States for misinformation. And I think that's hysterical. Wow. So if you could tell your friends to do that, because <laughs> it, it's mis- it's it's not true. It's misinformation. Yeah. Yeah, fake news, definitely. There you go. Melanie Lyon from Voices for Life. Melanie, thank you so much for the time. Um, congratulations on the win today. Go enjoy the uh, the rest of the evening and be safe. All right, you too. Thanks, right. Casey. Thanks a lot. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. A domestic terrorist group, Jane's Revenge, is calling for a night of rage. They've already engaged in several nights of rage. They're calling for it again. <clears throat> so, just here. By the way, every single quote that I just read for you during the My Pillow commercial is true. Every single one of them. And they are, everyone, blue check marks on Twitter. Okay? Every single one of them. I think that Kristen Hawley, who is she? Hold on, I gotta pull this one up. She is a restaurant urinalist. So she writes bylines for Eater, Food and Wine, and a couple of others. So anyway, um, I think that Kristen Hawley, listening to my young daughters playing happily in the next room and just crying, crying, crying. She's probably crying because she wishes she didn't have her daughters there. She wishes she'd go back in time and actually exercise her Roe v. Wade rights. That's what I'm assuming is going on here. In all seriousness, though, ladies and gentlemen, and again, we'll have open lines at 4 o'clock, and I'm sure that a lot of you will want to talk about this, but you don't have to talk about this. You can talk about anything you want. In all seriousness, because I am a compassionate guy, I know that most of you have gotten that from me over the years. I'm very compassionate, very concerned about people's well-being, and I don't want people to, you know, to, uh, to live a life that isn't purposeful. So I think... That while this is a victory for those of us who don't like to see dead babies, I think that we need to keep in mind that there are still a lot of women out there who are extremely concerned. And so what I would do, I would ask all of you, okay, I would ask all of you as compassionate people, particularly those of you who are faith-based people, show that compassion for these women who are nervous and scared right now. And I think we need to join hands And we need to immediately call for the medical and scientific communities to develop new technologies, technologies that can prevent women from having unwanted pregnancies, some sort of a call it a control for birth. Okay, just maybe a device altogether that could just prevent pregnancy and we can make it cheap and we can make them readily available. I mean, these are desperately needed pieces of technology right now now in addition to this i also think as an educational 
proponent. I think that education is very, very important. We have got to educate women on how to not get pregnant. I think that this is critical. Once a woman understands how to not get pregnant, she can finally take control of her life, proudly be able to take ownership and responsibility of her own actions. We have the technology. We have the will. We can do this. Stand with me. In addition to all of this, I want to get into the, I want to get into the Department of Justice thing because this is, um, yeah, this is interesting stuff. The Department of Justice and Merrick Garland just released a dissent in the Dobbs case describing their opposition to the ruling and their plans to fight back against the Supreme Court's decision. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but one part of the government working to undermine another part of the government from a co-equal branch in opposition to the law, isn't that kind of like an insurrection? What about the insurrection that happened at the Capitol of Wisconsin? Uh, By the way, another insurrection at the Capitol of Wisconsin this week. What about that? Where's the news media covering that insurrection? They stormed the Capitol. They took over the building. Not the first time it's happened in Wisconsin either. So here's some excerpts from the statement. Today, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey and held that the right to abortion is no longer protected by the Constitution. Of course, that wasn't what the ruling actually ruled anyway, but I digress. Uh, the Supreme Court has eliminated an, an, established, an established right that has been an essential component of women's liberty for half a century, a right that has safeguarded women's ability to participate fully and equally in society and in renouncing. Because you are not, by the way, if you couldn't have an abortion, you were not allowed to participate in society. You had to have an abortion to be able to participate in society before today. Women, you no longer have to have an abortion to participate in society. You can just do that now. Last week, you couldn't. You had to have an abortion. Otherwise, you were not allowed to participate, according to the Department of Justice. Anyway, and in renouncing this fundamental right, which it had repeatedly recognized and reaffirmed, the court has upended the doctrine of stare decisis, a key pillar of the rule of law. The the Justice Department strongly disagrees with the court's decision. This decision deals a devastating blow to reproductive freedom in the United States. It will have an immediate and irreversible impact on the lives of people across the country, and it will be greatly disproportionate in its effect with the greatest burdens felt by people of color and those of limited financial means. Well, there is no doubt that that last paragraph is true. Absolutely true. Now, some of you might be asking why I'm acknowledging that that fact. Well, it is true. Let's let's go over this last paragraph here, shall we? Okay. It will deal a it will have an immediate and irreversible impact on the lives of people across the country. That's right. People who would be dead will now not be dead. <clears throat> that's a that's a dramatic impact. Really dramatic impact. I mean, unless unless their mom so wants to kill them that they actually get in the car and travel to another state and then kill them, which they can do. And it will greatly be disproportionate in its effect for people of color and those of limited financial means. That is also true. Uh, minorities and low-income minorities in particular will now more likely be allowed to live than previously under Roe v. Wade, where they were more likely to die. So, I mean, there's, there is that. I mean, it's an accurate statement. It's just not the way that they meant it. All right, so ju- uh, the Attorney General goes on, the Justice Department will work tirelessly to protect and advance reproductive freedom. This is not your job. Your job is to uphold the law. If you don't agree with the law, that doesn't matter. You shouldn't be the attorney general. 
You have no idea. I know I've said this a lot lately. You have no idea how lucky you are this guy's not on the Supreme Court. Under the Freedom of Access to Clinical Entrances Act, the department will continue to protect health care providers and individuals seeking reproductive health services in states where those services remain legal. This law prohibits anyone from obstructing access to reproductive health uh, services through violence, threats of violence, or property damage. Yeah, we'll see how that goes uh, after the night of rage, which will last several nights. Because, again, um, ladies can't let an argument go just after one day. The department strongly supports efforts to Congress by Congress to codify Americans' reproductive rights, which it retains the authority to do. This is what Congress always had the authority to do. That was always the issue with Roe v. Wade. This is a, an argument that I've, I've had with people over, over my entire life. Um, and most of you know, I'm, I'm not like this, you know, pro-life warrior guy. Okay. This is an issue that I talk about occasionally when it's important. Most of you know that I'm pro-life. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's not like one of my issues, right? It's not a big part of the show. I don't make it a big part of the show for many of you in the audience. It is a much bigger issue on your plate than it is on mine. However, there are certain basic fundamental things that need to be acknowledged. For one, the Supreme Court broke the law when they ruled the way that they ruled. It was unconstitutional. It was an illegal ruling. Everybody knew it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg talked about it numerous times. They didn't have the authority to do what they did, period. And there's a handful of rulings that the Supreme Court has done throughout American history where the Supreme Court decided that they were the legislature and created a lot of thin air. Roe v. Wade was one of them. This always should have been a legislative issue. Now, Congress has an opportunity to take this up. We already knew that they were going to take it up. They have a bill already authored. Okay, We already know that. They're going to probably vote on it next week or introduce it next week. We'll see how this all goes, but 100%. This is something that, that was always going to happen. But it also goes back to states' rights. So you've got a, a right of the states to kind of address this sort of a thing. Okay. Now, right now, there's about 13 states that have an automatic ban that kicks in. For example... Uh, the state of of Texas. Okay, this is <laughs> the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. He basically issued a statement. He says abortion's illegal in Texas right now. If you provide an abortion, we'll prosecute you. By the way, today is a holiday for the the Attorney General's office. We're taking the rest of the day off, and they all left. <laughs> they took off. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, Wisconsin Planned Parenthood's just halted all scheduled abortions after the Dobbs ruling. Because, again, there's like 13 states where an automatic ban kicks in. There's a few more states. Uh, Michigan is in that category. But, again, uh, Melanie Lyon talked about the veto of Governor Whitmer there. That is a pre-Roe ban that existed pre-Roe. Indiana has legislation pending. That legislation isn't done. Special session is being called. And Indiana will, you know, go forward and, and do what they're going to do. Um, while I appreciated Jack Wilorski's statement that Indiana will lead the way in, in pro-life, Indiana can't lead the way because Indiana's already behind at least 13 other states. So it's not going to lead the way there, um, but will be very interesting how this, this goes down. I will discuss some of the funniest, the funniest reactions that I have seen from people that I know, which are just hysterical for people who don't understand the concept of federalism at all or what Roe v. Wade actually was. We'll talk about some of that stuff coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. You know, somebody brought up a very good point on Facebook earlier. You know, it's like I'd wrote, wrote written, I'd written that, you know, hey, we, we need medical science to figure out how to, you know, let women not get pregnant. 
and we need to educate women on how to not get pregnant because they don't know. You know, it's it's really sad that we're in uh, the year 2024, or, well, 2022, excuse me. We're just talking about 2024 here a second ago in the commercial break, but in 2022 that we still have so many women who do not know how not to get pregnant. I mean, we really need an educational campaign on that. Um, but somebody did point out on the, the, uh, the post, you know, how can they come up with this technology, Casey, if we can't even define what a woman is yet? And that is a great point. You can't divine, define something that will prevent a woman from getting pregnant if you don't know what a woman is. It's a very good point. And I don't know how we overcome that as a society, but I think we need to. Desperately. We absolutely need to. So, yeah, <laughs> this was earlier today. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton declares that abortion is now illegal in Texas and proclaims June 24th as a holiday for the Attorney General's office. The AG then closed the office and dismissed the staff for the day. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is just an ultimate troll move. Oh, man. That is, uh, that's good stuff there. So let's let's address a couple of things. And, and and this is just stuff that I see around people I know, some people I, you know, follow me or I follow, or just some general post that I've seen online. So here, here's what, again, and we, we had coworkers today too, kind of think the same thing. Like, wow, I actually thought that Roe v. Wade was overturning abortion. It doesn't. Okay, we have a, a federalist government. This is a representative republic. And if you look at the Tenth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment says some stuff, and I would encourage you to do that. I know that a lot of people don't get get beyond the first two, but the Tenth Amendment is really, really important. And the reason that the Tenth Amendment is so important is because just in case you were confused about what the, the Bill of Rights was, the Tenth Amendment reminds you that uh, anything that is not specifically delegated to the United States government by the Constitution isn't something the federal government has any power over. And abortion is not mentioned in the Constitution a single time. Roe v. Wade was not constitutionally allowing abortion. It was purely about privacy. So I'm going to read the Tenth Amendment to you, just, just because I know that so many of you haven't heard it before or you haven't heard it in a long time. Okay, The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Now, as I've told you before, you have um, many people in Washington, D.C., okay, who will lie about this. I had, I had a young woman who worked for me many, many years ago. She approached members of Congress about this when we used to be able to do cool stuff like that, you know, back when I had a budget to actually do things that I wanted to do. And she would ask them about the 10th Amendment and how the federal government was taking power that the federal government did not have according to the 10th Amendment. And the response from politicians in Washington, D.C. is the Congress is the people, not you, not me. Congress is the people. Why? Because you voted for Congress. Therefore, Congress is the people. Except that's not what the Tenth Amendment says. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, meaning the United States, meaning the federal government, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, meaning states' rights, or to the people, meaning you get to vote on it. You, me, Ben, anybody else who can legally vote, get to vote on it. 
members of Congress have perverted the 10th Amendment or to the people to mean Congress because the people voted for us. Therefore, we get to decide on behalf of the people. This is the elitist mindset that I talk about with swamp dwellers. The 10th Amendment very clearly says anything that we that the Constitution doesn't specifically say the federal government has authority over, the federal government has no authority over it. And since the federal government has no authority over it, it goes to the states and, and or to the people. Meaning the states get to decide that or there's some kind of a vote of the people, okay? Like a ballot initiative. That's clearly what it means. However, they have warped this to be something entirely different. You never had a constitutional right to abortion. It is not a right that is guaranteed in the United States Constitution. It is not a right or a power, I should say, that is delegated to the federal government, which means it is something that must be handled by the state or the people. So you as the people, could potentially vote on something like this. Now, maybe, let's say, oh, I don't know, a convention of the states. This could be an issue you could push for. That would be the right of the people to do. The people could push for ballot initiatives in their state if their state legislatures don't act on this. And then they can actually get this put on the ballot as a ballot initiative in which the popular vote will decide what happens with the law as opposed to the elected representatives in the state's legislature. Those are powers that the people have. Or the state legislature can take up the issue, as many states have, and they can either codify abortion in the state, set the terms of abortion in the state, or they can ban it in that state and set any other restrictions that they want. This is not a complicated thing. What ended up happening is, because people who support abortion had Roe v. Wade already on the books and it was allowing abortion, it set these arbitrary trimester rules, which are not scientific at the time, and they are less scientific now because of medical advancements, but it set those arbitrary rules in there. It always was bad law, but nobody ever wanted to make a move to actually fix the problems with Roe who are pro-abortion because it would, if they did that, it would open up the door to admitting that Roe v. Wade was terrible law and should never have been passed. So they just left it alone. It was working. They always knew it could potentially go away. It, they were able to use it for you know uh, fodder for elections and donations and everything else. And now they have to face the reality of you would actually have to do real law here. So this is something that has to be addressed at the state legislative level. And you will see this. Indiana's already got special session starting on July 6th. Uh, we already talked about that today. So Indiana will address it. Other states will address it. This is a good thing for solidifying what your state's ideals are. So, you know, you have situations where pro-abortion, ultra-left-wing people are leaving blue states because blue states suck and they're going to red states. And then they're morphing the red state, which is infinitely better than the blue state they just left, into the blue state that they just left because they can't help themselves. They're parasites. Now they're less likely to do that because they still don't know how to not get pregnant. And they don't want to get stuck pregnant in a place like, oh, I don't know, Texas. And so they're not going to go to Texas anymore. They're going to stay in a place like California and deal with the high taxation and things like that. Whereas people in Texas can pre preserve their culture of killing bad guys and saving innocent babies. 
it, this is something that could potentially solidify the politics in the country, depending on how it all goes down. But the other thing that I, I noticed on there that was one of the funniest things that I heard all day, and I laughed so hard about this, that I actually had to go to the bathroom. Somebody said it was the small government types who actually supported a big government decision like this, which is one of the most laughably stupid things that I have ever heard in my entire life because repealing Roe v. Wade is the small government decision, and it is actually reenacting federalism and taking big federal government power away from an entity that never had the power. But they have everything backwards and upside down. It's just... Um, what are you going to do? Like I said, there's a lot of people out there had no idea what actually happened with Roe v. Wade. They don't understand the law. They don't understand this ruling. They don't understand what's going to happen next. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I think the other funniest thing that I saw today was, was that this took it right away from you. Mark my words, one day it'll come back and they'll start taking other rights away from you now. No, that's not how that works. See, the left has been taking rights away from the right forever. This is a boomerang effect. This is what happens when you wage war on a culture, on a society, on an entire group of people. You don't get to pretend that because abortion at a federal level now, and only a federal level, is illegal after Roe gets overturned, that that is somehow the first volley in a shot of right-taking by political activists. That is not at all the history of this country. It's not even remotely close to the modern history of this country. And people pretending otherwise, I, you are, I don't know if you're, if you're just not paying attention. I don't know if you're delusional. I don't know if you don't get enough magnesium and vitamin E and need to go to balanceofnature.com and use promo code Laura to save 35%. I don't really know what's going on with you, but you're so patently wrong and demonstrably so that when you post things like that, you come off very foolish. It's kind of like saying, it's weird that the small government types are taking away your right with the Supreme Court. As if somehow repealing Roe was a big government move. It was a small government move. Approving Roe was a big government move. Making abortion a national issue with a right that the Supreme Court didn't have by claiming that there was some kind of a right that you don't have in the Constitution. Well, really, Roe is about privacy, but people extrapolated that out to be a right of abortion, which is not a right that you have, is really bizarre. It's very strange to watch people twist and pervert this. And honestly, you know, when Remo on my, my Discord server popped on, I've known Remo in my Vegas days, but he's a member of the Discord server. He's like, I spent all day today reporting tweets on Twitter who said that this bans abortion in the United States for misinformation. Because it doesn't. It, it simply restores federalism which is the system of government that we have. Now, the legislature in D.C. will pick this up. Like I've told you before, they already have a bill written. They'll introduce it next week at the latest probably is what I would assume. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do something this weekend. I really wouldn't. But 
you know, you got AOC out there calling for illegitimate. How are they illegitimate? How are they illegitimate? Representative Maxine Waters, quote, the hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Huh? What you're going to see now is an actual insurrection, actual violence, actual domestic terrorism. And the news media will excuse it and placate it and even endorse it. All right. I know it's big news. We expected it to hit today. It did hit today. A lot of people were asking me about it yesterday. I said, expect them to do this on the weekends and then get out of Dodge. But it is open lines. You can call about anything that you want. It does not have to be about the Roe decision. Frankly, I could be done talking about it. But if you want to talk about it, or if you have any questions or statements about it, I am happy to take those calls. But it is open line. You can call about any topic you want right now. 574-2595-953. That's 2595-953. The memes today are so good. I... (laughs) If you follow me on Truth Social, you have seen many of my favorites. I have posted many on Truth Social. Go to truthsocial.com at Casey the host if you want to see some of those funny memes today. It is open lines. Happy Friday. And I know big news today. Had to take the first hour and kind of talk about it. But we do not need to discuss that right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. I could do an 8 to 10 hour show today. be perfectly honest with you. There's so much to discuss. But... You know, when you have an historic landmark ruling completely altering society happen, you got to spend a little time talking about it, even if everybody else is. Uh, We're lucky to have an expert, Melanie Lyon, come on and and discuss the issue. And I was able to break down some of the other nuances of it. And uh, if you have any questions, any comments about that, you certainly can call right now. But you don't have to call about that. It is your show from now until the end of the program. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. All right, to the phone lines we go. Ryan, you're first to bet. What's on your mind? Yeah, Casey, I was the one on the live stream yesterday that wanted to talk to you about that California bill. Ah, the California bill, yeah. Yep, that is essentially going to let... 15-year-old kids decide if they want to get a vaccine or not without their parents' permission, which is just stupid because, you know, kids are not, more or less, not going to look at the side effects of the vaccine or the ingredients that they're allergic to something in it. Right. And do you remember some of the stories where high schools were basically coaxing kids into getting the vaccine by giving them, like, gift cards like Dairy Queen and stuff like that? Yep. So, so they can easily be manipulated just by offering them free stuff and you know maybe of course if you ostracize them at school events like hey your mom and dad don't need to know about this but you're not going to go to prom unless you get vaccinated it's really easy to manipulate children and i know that the 15 and it's bad yeah and and this is yeah this is not okay this is not the type of thing that we want in our society um, where's the hold on? There's something else that happened here, and it, it doesn't have to do with the vaccine. I got a couple of medical stories here about parental rights, but um, there was one here. I think it was Arizona, maybe. Maybe it wasn't Arizona. There's some state basically was going to allow anybody who wanted to, uh, you know, start transitioning and things like that. 
they wouldn't have to tell their parents. And right, twisted <laughs> stuff, right? Um, and and here's the thing: you know, the parents still have to pay the medical bills, though. So you're still going to want the parents to pay the medical bills, but you don't want the parent to actually know what's going on. So allowing children to make medical decisions for themselves is not something that we should be doing at all. No, not even close. No, yeah, this is it's pretty twisted stuff. There's a lot of weird things that are happening in in California. Um, California Excuse has. Me. Go ahead. I was going to say, the only thing we can do, honestly, is just hope and pray this bill does not get passed. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. Ryan, appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a great day, man. You you too. Yeah, California is also looking at, you know, making a a shield law for for transgender transitions and things of that nature also. Uh, And, you know, this is, again, this is just one of those things where it's like, okay, common sense. Okay, children. And I know that there's a lot of 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds out there like, I'm not a kid. And I know you're a teenager. And I know that everybody tells you this and, and everybody assumes that you're just being talked down to. I'm not going to try and talk down to you. You're probably really bright. You probably have a lot of great ideas. The world experience and the knowledge base that a 15- or 16-year-old has does not lend 15- or 16-year-olds the ability to make decisions like this. And yes, you're correct. Some adults don't have that ability to, some never develop it. But what we do know is that almost no teenager has that ability. And so you should be seeking out guidance from people who have experienced the scams, the manipulation, the fraud, the deception, and all of that stuff that kind of goes with anything that is designed to separate you from your money. And anything that is designed to control you, you need to seek out that advice. And I understand that there's oftentimes a pride issue there and you feel like people are, are talking down to you, particularly when it comes to stuff like this, because it's your body and you feel like it's your body and I should be able to make whatever decision for my body that I want. I understand the need to feel that way. I truly do. But I'm telling you right now, you need to have this discussion with the people that you trust in your sphere who are adults. Because they're the ones that are going to be able to help guide you in that decision. And allowing a 15-year-old child to make a decision on medical treatment is something that we have never allowed for very specific and very good reasons. It's never going to end well. You know, 15-year-olds tend to like completely different things than they do when they're 18. And then when they're 21, they're a completely different person. You are still morphing as an individual so rapidly and so fast. You know, you look back now, this is, a, this is probably a good exercise. Look at the adults in your life and ask them to pull up, if they have it, their high school yearbook and ask them what they would go back to that high school student and tell them now that they've lived the life that they've lived and, and just listen to what they would say. Because I'm, I'm willing to bet the advice that they would give themselves if they went back to high school is advice that you probably desperately need now but don't think you need it. I hope that makes sense. Use it in a way that you're not going to have somebody talking down to you and you're going to feel defensive about it. And, and if you're going to be talking to your teenagers and your kids about this stuff, don't talk down to them. They're very intelligent. They're very bright. They just need guidance. Give them... You know, it's like this... There's... I forget who the quote is. Was it Patton? It might, might have been Patton. Where you don't tell somebody how to do something, you just tell them to do it and let them surprise you. 
you know, it, and these teenagers, they're for the most part, they're pretty bright, but they lack experience. They lack the ability to see in the periphery. They, they don't have that ability yet. They're still developing that. But you, you have developed that. What an exercise to go back and, and sit there like, what would I tell myself at 18 years old? I'm graduating high school. What advice would I give myself about my life? Okay. Maybe there's some relationship stuff in there. Maybe there isn't. But about my life, what advice would I give myself when I was 18 years old if I could go back in time now? And I'm willing to bet that that exercise will have a lot of wisdom for your teenagers to be able to hear. Anyway, 574-2595-953-259593. Mark, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Doing well. What's up? I'm blessed by everything. I'm so happy the way this came down. I know you've been harping on it, and you know, I praise God that you're doing that, and I'm glad you had the expert in. Uh, I have actually two subjects. The number one is Roe v. Way. We've been waiting a long time for this. What it does is actually takes it out of federal control and federal funding and puts it to the states. It doesn't outlaw abortion. Correct. And then um, the second subject here is Chuck Schumer called for Kavanaugh's extinction to happen, and nobody's complaining about this. And why isn't the Biden administration corralling him and Nancy Pelosi? What, what is wrong with these people? They can make terroristic threats, and then this group is saying they're going to attack people. Mm-hmm. This comes into Homeland Security, and Supreme, George, uh, Supreme Court justice is not being protected. is totally wrong, and America better wake up because we literally are in a communist, socialist, democratic party running around our, our White House, and they're trying to destroy us. And they're being paid by China to do this. It's already been proven. These aren't just accusations. These are actual facts. And so, uh, but keep continuing about this Roe v. Wade. This is not the end of that. You know they're not going to Oh, no, no, no. This is, yeah, this changes the midterm. This changes the midterm dramatically. Yeah. Whitmer is already trying to destroy the right side, people that actually believe in God, family, country, by uh, hoaxing up a a bunch of guys through the FBI. We're not hearing much about that either, what's going on with that. Right. We're going to talk. We're uh, going to try and talk about that today. Maybe we'll get to it next week. All right, Mark, appreciate the call. Thank you much. I mean, look, this is this is the thing. You know, when Schumer got up there and he's like, we're a guy for you, of course, and all that stuff. And then, of course, some guy shows up outside of Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him. The news media basically doesn't cover it. Okay, they ignore it. Uh, the The Department of Justice allowed illegal protests outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Yes, that's a crime. We read you the statute. It is an actual crime. You cannot do that. Okay, the goal there is to manipulate their vote. Um, because they hadn't been been providing adequate security, the the people who voted against providing extra security, Supreme Court justices voted to give themselves extra security. But they didn't vote to give extra security to Supreme Court justices, because at the end of the day, here's the truth. And I, I know that, you know, you've probably heard this before. It's come up once from a caller, I think. But the truth is, there's a lot of people who want one of the the conservative justices killed. That's the truth. Because it gives Biden a pick. And I realize that there's a lot of people out there who don't want to go that far. They don't want to think about it. They're thinking about expanding the court so you can erase the constitutionally appointed Supreme Court justices majority. But there are radicals out there and you can see them all over the the, the Twitter and well, the Twitter. Why did I say the Twitter? I meant to say the Internet and I, I said the Twitter instead. 
but you can see them right now. Libs of TikTok is posting numerous examples of actual calls for violence. You've got an Antifa. Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization. You got this group, Jane's Revenge, which is an Antifa offshoot, which is a domestic terrorist organization that has already committed about 50 domestic terrorist attacks on pro-life centers. Okay, earlier today, the word went out that the Department of Homeland Security was communicating with Catholic churches and pregnancy centers, telling them to be prepared for, quote, the night of rage by pro-abortion groups who are pledging, quote, extreme violence. And they've already committed about 50 terrorist attacks anyway. Yet an actual insurrection that happened by the left's definition in Wisconsin this week. No coverage of it. It's not the first time it's even happened in Wisconsin. Not at all. Actual calls for violence get ignored by when they're done by left-wing activists or politicians. Anybody who makes a veiled threat of violence, you got this uh, this ad that was just done by that former Navy SEAL politician, this ad, this rhino hunting license thing, where he gets his, his Navy SEAL buddies, they breach a house, and he, you know, get your rhino hunting license right now. Obviously meant to be a metaphor. Military humor. Military guys are like, ha-ha, that's funny. Civilians don't get that stuff. Whoever let him green like that did a great disservice to him. But again, look at the outrage that came from a commercial, an advertisement, which advertised rhino hunting licenses. Compared to actual calls for violence. The Department of Justice today saying that they're basically going to ignore the Supreme Court. They're going to work around the Supreme Court as much as they can. Maxine Waters, an elected politician, saying, screw the Supreme Court. We're going to do what we want. AOC saying the court's illegitimate. We need to take it to the streets. Joe Biden going out there today. Women's lives are in danger. These are all those trigger points to keep you in a heightened state of anxiety. So now it's fight or flight. You're either petrified or you're enraged. And the truth is, if you live in a state where abortion is now banned because the laws were on the books, you already knew that, should have known that, before Roe was overturned. And now if you need an abortion, you've got to drive or fly or what have you, okay? It's not banned. You can go one state over. You can get an abortion if you really want to. But this is, this is the mindset that you have to deal with with radicals here. You know, there will be violence over the weekend. That will happen. And you will see the news media excuse it and promote it. Guaranteed. More open lines coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. It is open lines from now until the end of the show. You do not have to talk about Roe. I know that a lot of you want to, but you don't have to talk about Roe. 574 25-95-95-3. That is 2595-953. Back to the phone lines we go. Nate, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Casey. How are you? I'm well. What's up? So I understand that the Supreme Court uh, said that you uh, it's unconstitutional for I, uh, for in, in New York to um, say why do you need to carry a gun and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, you don't need to pro- you don't need to provide a compelling reason to get a carry license. There, you can just get a carry license. 
Right. So my question is, is now that that was deemed unconstitutional, what is Congress going to do as far as saying, like, because I know the Democrats want to, you know, restrict with red flag laws and ban mm. every every firearm known to mankind anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, so what will Congress do to protect our Second Amendment freedom from these radical leftist Democrats? that are running that are currently running the show <laughs> well it, it really depends on how you perform in the midterms because they just passed the gun control bill again okay they got it out of committee they pushed it to a full vote they passed it in the senate today it's going to go to the house where it's expected to pass and this has the red flag law in it senator todd young voted for it i assume that he finally read the thing since he voted the first time without reading it uh, they actually were able to pull one more Republican over. It was 14 uh, who voted for it the other day. 15 voted for it now. So it advanced. And look, there are things in the bill that are great. You know, investing in in mental health and screenings and things like that. That's, that's great. Uh, this red flag stuff is very, very dangerous. There's no protections for people who are abused by the red flag system, which is what, if you're going to have red flag laws, people have been calling for. Uh, Senator Todd Young, who's in the middle of re-election, voted to to take away your some Second Amendment rights. And he voted to get rid of due process for some people. And he thinks it's okay. I mean, I played you the audio clip. He went on with, with our sister station, WoWo. He talked with Kayla. And he said that he thinks this whole red flag thing is amazing and awesome and is a great framework going forward. Okay. Um, he, he's going to have to live with the voters on that. Um, now, the real question is, will he get reelected? Probably, because... Generally speaking, he's a decent he's a decent senator. He's fiscally responsible. But don't tell me that this isn't going to help any libertarian competition here because it certainly will. And, you know, it, it what's going to happen with Congress? Eh, it depends on what you guys do in the midterms, guys. I mean, this is that's it. You know, this this time around in the midterms. Right. It's heavily favoring Republicans in the House. It favors Democrats in the Senate side. But a lot of people still speculating that the Republicans will pick up a couple of seats for a majority. It's it's the 2024 presidential election year. Senate side hugely favors Republicans that year. And if Republicans maintain control in the House and they can get that 2024, they get a Republican president and they exploit the favorable math in the Senate side in 2024, you could have super majorities with a Republican president in 2024. That can happen. But you've got to get out and you've got to vote. In the midterms right now, completely new equation with what happened with Roe today. Now, the, the Supreme Court ruling on the New York law only affects about 19, or excuse me, not 19, nine states, Nate. So those are states that have, if you want to carry a license, you got to prove to us that you actually need to carry a license. That basically is starting to be chipped away at. There are some people who feel that the ruling um, from the Supreme Court yesterday on this could help with red flag law um, challenges going forward. I'm not 100% convinced of that, but there are other people who think that it can. Okay, so do you see Congress or do you see the Senate ever passing these? Because you said that it passed in the House, but do you see it passing in the Senate? No, no, the Senate, the Senate passed it. Are- yeah, the Senate passed it. So they, they voted for it earlier in the week, and now they did the full vote in the Senate, and it's going to the House now. And the House is controlled by Democrats, and I expect it to pass there, and I expect Biden to sign it. 
The real question is, will Republicans repeal it if they get back power? That's the question. Make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, a little I, bit. I don't, I, I don't expect anything to happen without a massive red wave. I really don't. They're going to chip away at your Second Amendment, and they're going to get to a point where it gets abused, and we're going to be sitting here on the radio going, told you so, told you so, told you so, and nobody will care. That's kind of where we're at. So I, I don't okay. anticipate I don't anticipate anything happening major until 2024. I really don't. So so don't worry about this then specifically then. No, I or... would worry about it. It's gonna it's gonna pass. Yeah, it's gonna pass. But in 2024, if Republicans get a supermajority, they can overturn everything. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because right now, even in yeah. even if and I know I went past my music, I'm sorry, Ben. But even if you get into the midterms here, okay, and even okay. if Republicans take control in the House, which they're expected to do by a big margin, right? Let's say Republicans do take the Senate here; it's only going to be by one or two seats. They're not going to have a okay. veto-proof majority, and so anything they send to Biden is going to get vetoed, and it's going to die. They'll try. Don't get me right. wrong; they'll try. But the math in 2024 for the Senate benefits Republicans hugely. So if Republicans in 2024, not this upcoming election, but the one after it, win the presidency, maintain control in the House, and win big in the Senate, they'll get anything done they want, and they can repeal this. But unfortunately, oh, somebody says it passed the House already. It's on its way to Biden. Okay, so I didn't see that it passed the House today. So somebody said that the... Oh, uh, I did not see that it passed the House. So apparently it passed the House, too. Last I saw was this morning, it passed the Senate, was sent over to the House, but I guess the House passed it. So I'll double-check that during a commercial break. But So, yeah, it, they're going to pass this, okay? This gun control measure is going to get passed. It's going to be law. The question is, will you be active? Will you change the nature of Congress and the presidency in 2024 to repeal it? And will the people that you elect actually repeal it? That becomes the question. But yes, this is passing. Alrighty. Yeah, this is passing. Red flag laws will be the law of the land now. Jeez. Parring. There's going to be legal challenges, which may put a stay on it. Okay, I'll give you that caveat, but it'll it'll pass. So, be active, man. That's all, all right. I can say. Be active. All right, I got to run. I'm five minutes late. All right, bud. Appreciate the Alrighty. call. Thank you much. Thank yep. you much. All right. So, yes, uh, somebody, Al, on the live stream pointed out that it did, in fact, pass. Uh, so, okay, 14 Republicans on the House side voted with Democrats. So, previously in the Senate, 14 Republicans sided with Democrats. Today, 15 Republicans sided with Democrats. And then 14 Republicans on the House side sided with Democrats, which they weren't even needed uh, to pass it anyway. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. MNC News Time is 435. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Again, it is open lines. You can call about anything that you want. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. And again, you can, uh, you can do that anytime. About any topic. I know that uh, Roe has been a big deal today, and we talked about it for the first hour of the show, but that is not, I don't intend for that to take over your entire lives today. I really don't. But um, big his historic ruling. Nancy Pelosi 
she did uh, come to the podium today and she goes, I would say good morning, but it's not a good morning. And that some people interpreted that to be about the uh, the Supreme Court ruling, but really it wasn't. It was about her husband being charged with DUI, causing injury and facing up to a year in prison. <laughs> She's not having a good day. Nancy Pelosi not having a good day. Authorities have charged Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, with DUI causing injury, according to Napa County case records. He also faces a charge of driving with a blood alcohol content of .08 or higher. Both misdemeanor counts were filed on Thursday after Pelosi, 82, was arrested in May for allegedly driving under the influence near Yauntville, California. If found guilty, he faces a minimum of five days in jail with a maximum of one year. Of course, you know that ain't going to happen. Other potential penalties include probation for three to five years and the suspension of his driver's license for up to three years upon, uh, according to uh, the Schaus law uh, there in the state. And I mean, he's already, he's 82 years old. He probably shouldn't have his driver's license anyway, but by the time he gets revoked for three years, dude's probably not driving again. Uh, let's see. Officers arrested Pelosi in May after a 2014 Jeep collided with his 2021 Porsche at an intersection. Police initially booked him on driving with a BAC of .08 or higher and driving under the influence. He was then released hours later on a $5,000 bail. No injuries were reported at the time. Uh, thank God. But, you know, what was interesting about this is that that was spun by the Pelosi team to be he was hit. He was the victim even though he was drunk. Remember that? Then why, if he's the victim, then why is he being charged with hitting somebody else and causing injury? Hmm? Hmm? Come on, fact checkers. You were all running around doing the fact checks on, no, no, no. No, there's there's information that says that he was the one that was hit by the Jeep. Okay, why is he the one being charged then? Just throwing it out there, okay? He could be charged with, with uh, driving under the influence, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't fault him with injury if he wasn't the one responsible for the accident. So, yeah, Pelosi's not having a great day. All right, I had some references a uh, a couple of segments back. All right, let's let's take a look at Arizona. It's not the state of Arizona; it is a healthcare clinic in Arizona. If you use Honor Health in Arizona. For your family's medical services, you might be surprised to learn that your 12-year-old can now revoke your ability to see their labs, test results, and appointments. Your 12-year-old. Your 12-year-old can go to a healthcare clinic and you don't have any right to any information according to this healthcare clinic. In a recent email to employees, Honor Health announces changes to adolescent my chart access as of 6:23:22 children aged 12 to 17 can create their own medical info accounts and revoke their parents access really isn't that interesting they can limit proxy access for adolescent accounts it will also be available all patients with a my chart account will now be able to grant and revoke proxy access within my chart All other proxy access requests will continue to require completion of our proxy access forms found, and then they provided a link. So this basically means that somebody's going to be pushing this to any 12-year-olds to go in there, right? So 12, 13, 14-year-old goes in, they go to see the doctor and everything else, right? Mom, can you give me some privacy, please? Sure, no problem. 
So mom gives privacy, and then you have the the nurse, the doctor, whatever. Looking, would you like to seal your medical records from mommy and daddy so they don't know what's going on? How many of you, when you were younger, had the very awkward instance where the doctor asked if you were sexually active right in front of your parents when you were a teenager? Yeah, a lot of us experienced that. That was always fun, right? That was always a good one. And sometimes the answer is yes, but you don't want mom to know. Well, now you've got a my chart, which can go ahead and block that information. Hmm. <clears throat> so Libs of TikTok wrote on Twitter, they go, What would Honor Health why would Honor Health be helping 12 year olds hide from their parents? Or what would Honor Health be helping 12 year olds hide from their parents? Uh Dr. Uh, Jordan Peterson, he replied, he goes, three guesses. <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, what could go wrong? But again, Honor Health is going to bill mom and dad. Mom and dad are going to have to pay for it. You imagine that conversation. Hey, I can't get into my uh, my kid's chart to, to see their records. What's going on? Oh, your 12-year-old revoked access to their medical records. It's a That's a privacy issue that we provide to them. Oh, cool. My 12-year-old can pay you then. Well, no, that's not how it works. Sir. Yes, it is how it works. You see, apparently I am not responsible for their well-being and their health. You have chosen to give that responsibility to them. Therefore, you can bill them. So you can bill my 12-year-old, and my 12-year-old will pay off their medical bills to you over the course of their life, and I have nothing to do with it anymore. That would be a very interesting conversation to have with Honor Health because you know they still want mom and dad to pay that bill. Then there's something happening in California, which is even worse than the letting 15-year-olds 15, 15 get the vaccine without mom and dad knowing about it. It's much worse than that. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, we'll get to the uh, phone lines here in just a second. But I wanted to go, I teased it, I wanted to get to it. The parent of a detransitioned child is given a heartbreaking plea to stop the trans sanctuary bill in the People's Republic of California. On the Rubin Report on Tuesday, Dave Rubin shared a clip of Aaron Friday, the parent of a daughter who was previously transitioned, speaking out against SB 107, which would make California a sanctuary state for families of children seeking gender-affirming health care. Friday introduced herself as a Democrat who voted for same-sex marriage as well as a leading member of Our Duty and parents of ROGD, Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria Kids. Parents in the state of California have lost custody of their children merely by calling their child by their legal name. SB 107 must not pass, she said. California cannot just wipe away an out-of-state agreement addressing which parent controls the medical health of a child. So SB 107 would give the state exclusive jurisdiction basis for making an initial child custody determination and then also permits a California court to assume temporary emergency jurisdiction in specified circumstances. So basically the state will be able to decide uh, if you get to keep your kid or not based on what the kid wants to uh, be identified as. So even, even liberal Democrats are opposing this in the state of California. So pretty, pretty awful stuff happening all over the country. All right, Brent, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi there. I uh, I was wondering what your take was on uh, the, the 
given critical race theory lessons to the people in West Point and also uh, what's going on with, I've heard in the Marine Corps, they're, uh, they got a new helmet now that's got an insignia with rainbow-colored bullets on it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a marketing thing that they did. Yeah, I, so. I kind of heard that from uh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, I posted about it when they released it, too. Um, it was a marketing thing to celebrate Pride Month that they put on their social media. And all of the Are they doing that though? Yeah, they did it. No, it's it's for real. Yeah, they really did it. It's not on their uniform though. It was a marketing thing. So they put it on their social media to celebrate pride, but they're not actually doing it on the uniform, from what I understand. Um but yeah, uh, they, they did I do can't it. Imagine which, yeah. That, I can't that's, imagine what it's all coming to. Well, you know, it's <laughs> hey, look, mom mom gets one day, dad gets one day, and uh people who dress up like dogs and get naked in front of kids get a whole month. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, <laughs> they're more important than mom like and dad. Can't marry a chicken. Yeah, it's. But you know, I was in, you know, but uh, I couldn't imagine today with uh, a lot of this crap going on. They allow them to wear an earring or something like that, and uh, so and the hair's a lot longer. I don't think that I you can. I don't. Going I, in today yeah, and, I don't think Brent that you can do jewelry still. Uh, they are relieving the the tattoo issue which is long overdue they should have done that a long time that was always stupid um but they are yeah. they are allowing tattoos now they're they're working to remove that at least the army is i assume that other branches are going to relax that too um but i still think that the facial i think the the body piercings and stuff like that still have to be out but don't don't quote me on that i think so i'm not 100 percent sure i mean look I you're just asking to get killed if you wear that stuff in the field anyway this is stupid they brought back a draft. I don't know how anybody uh, could make somebody, the, the military turns into that, how you can make somebody actually go in. I, I just say, give me the UD and uh, throw me in a prison, man. Yeah, I, that's, there, there's probably a lot of people who choose that, to be honest with you. All right, Brent, appreciate it, bud. Thank you much. Thank take, you. Take care. Yeah, but no, the Marine Corps thing was real. They, they post, We shared it on social media, too. We're like, what in the world is this? Uh, I think, yeah, so critical race theory at West Point is being taught. I think it's stupid. Shouldn't be taught. Remember, you join the military, you're all equally worthless. That is the that is the official rule in the military. You're all green. You're not black. You're not white. You're not brown. You're all green, not yellow. You're all green. That's the point. Um, and equally worthless. Now, the other thing is the Navy. If, this, if you have not seen this video of the Navy for Pride Month with... They're doing this instructional video, and one of the, the people in the Navy is wearing a sweater with a rainbow on it, talking to you about using proper pronouns. Your proper pronoun is your rank and your last name in the military. What are you talking about proper pronouns and using proper pronouns in the Navy? It's just, um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, when you don't focus on war fighting and you don't focus on that stuff and you focus on the other things, we've gone over the recruitment ads and, and how ridiculous the recruitment ads are. I, at some point in time, somebody has to step up and say, no, our job is to kill people and break things to protect the innocent. That's our job. Our job isn't to come in here and affirm everybody for their life choices. And that's desperately got to change. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3. Michiana's news channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. We've given you roughly an hour without any uh, any Roe v. Wade stuff. We gave you an hour of Roe v. Wade, an hour without it. It's open lines. It's up to you guys. You can talk about whatever you want. Like I, said, I know everybody else is talking about it, too, but there's so much news out there. If you want to talk about Roe v. Wade, you can. 574-2595-953. That's 2595 Three. Uh, but you can talk about anything that you want. We've had a lot of other questions that are not related to that at all. To the phone lines we go. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. What's up? I feel like uh, I feel like a mosquito in a nudist colony, buddy. There's just <laughs> so much out there, you know? Dude, this is one of the busiest I, weeks that I've had in a long time. I am so behind. And the thing is, oh is that because God. of the construction upstairs, I'm even behind on the early show because I was only able to do two early shows today. Because they're replacing all the carpets upstairs, so I can't even do the early show this week. It's, it's, I, I have got hey, so man, much stuff. You know, <laughs> hey, do, do you find it ironic that uh, the Supreme Court tried to clean up uh, the Second Amendment yesterday and then released the Roe v. Wade decision today? Yeah, I think it was strategic. I mean, because, yeah, because, that's kind of ironic, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that it was a decision <laughs> to get that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I no, I really we knew so we knew that they were yeah, delaying. We knew that they were going to delay Roe for for Friday. I told everybody to expect that because they they're going to do it and then they're going to get out of Dodge because they know that they're not being protected. So they're going to leave and get out of there. Um, and then then you have what? Oh, did you kick him off? All right, all right, you're you're back you're back on. Sorry, Ben, you went you got for some reason you got put back on hold. All right, so. Uh, so yeah, so the, the whole thing, we knew that Roe was going to happen on Friday. I, I tried to tell people don't, it's not going to happen on Thursday. They're not going to go back to work on Friday after that. Um, but I think the gun thing, because you had the red flag law made its way through the Senate and there are people who think that the, the ruling on the New York gun bill or the New York concealed carry bill, I should say, um, that that will somehow provide a legal pathway for red flag too. I don't know, but I'm not a lawyer, but there are people who think that, and perhaps that has something yeah. to do with it. Well, I, I've heard that, but you know, uh, it, back to this uh, abortion thing, you know, that that really should be a state issue. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, the federal government's got no business in that. You know, if I want to live in a state that has the, protects the sanctity of life, mm-hmm. great. If I want to live in a state, you know, hey, kill all the babies you want. You know, I mean, it, it's your choice. You know, I'm, I'm going to say what needs to be said, and, and that's really it. I mean, it's well, and it, even it if it down to that, yeah, even if it is done at a federal level, it has to be gone through the the legislature, and, and it never did. That's that is the well, the pure point. If you're without, this is the thing. Roe v. Wade, regardless of your opinion of abortion, Roe v. Wade should have been overturned, correct. just because it right. wasn't legal. And it wasn't how our government works. And so now you can actually work through the real process of how that works, which, like I said, midterm elections now, both locally and nationally, have an entirely different meeting. Everybody's now super motivated for these elections coming up because it now has dramatic impact on what's going to happen with uh, with abortion throughout the country. Uh, you did it again. What What is causing that? Okay, talk to John about that. We need to figure out what what that's about. Don't screen any more calls while I'm on a call. Uh, all right, so Jerry, what's uh, what's your final word here? Ah, uh, you know that's the way it should be, Case. That's right. exactly the way it should be. Well, it's it's a federalist I'm, government. Yeah, I'll be listening. 
All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you much. Like I said, it's it's federalism. And that's why I was mocking people earlier who were out there and just saying, you know, the, it, it's, it's the, the so-called small government types that are celebrating this ruling today. Yeah, because it's a small government decision, you nincompoop. Passing Roe v. Wade was the big government decision. Repealing it is the small government decision. This is a federalist issue. This is not a federal government issue. Now, if the legislature wants to pick it up, which they do, like I told you before, they'd already pre-written a bill about this. Uh, they will introduce this. We'll have that battle at the national level. You'll have that battle at the state level. That's how it's supposed to play out. And elections have consequences. So either you're going to elect people who are pro-abortion or you're going to elect people who are not pro-abortion. Uh, and if it doesn't pass at the federal level, then you have a chance to pass people who are pro-abortion at the state level, which is your local governments. And, and this is why I was talking about, you know, this this actually could be a good thing for a lot of states. Okay, forget the issue and the moral argument for abortion for just a second. Think about this from a political strategy. If you're Texas and people are desperately moving to your state because they want to change you blue and violating your values and trying to change the culture of Texas, as has been happening for a couple of decades now, Texas straight up banned abortion. The attorney general said abortions are illegal. You provide one. We're going to prosecute you. Peace out. This is an attorney general holiday. We'll see you next week. And and they left. So now you're in Texas. If you're a liberal in Texas who moved to Texas because you're trying to change Texas to blue, you've got a decision to make. The other thing is, is that if you are a pro-life Democrat, I was talking with Ben about this during the commercial breaks today. If you're a pro-life Democrat, and there are a lot of them, see, what they don't want you to know is that the vast majority of Americans actually agree with restrictions on abortion. Most Americans agree that some abortion should be allowed, but it's near unanimous that there should be strict restrictions on abortion. And when you poll people, you end up finding out it's about 15 weeks. And not a lot of people support abortion beyond 15 weeks in the United States. That's a true statement. So if you are a pro-life Democrat, you have a choice to make here in these upcoming elections. You've been told by the chair of the Democratic Party that you're not welcome in their party. But you probably blew him off because he's an idiot. So what? I'm still a Democrat, but I'm pro-life. Because I news for you, they exist. Lots of them. Okay, There are people who are Catholic and people of faith who are Democrats who are not Nancy Pelosi. And they believe in the sanctity of life. So the chair of the DNC says you're not welcome if you're pro-life. You got the former mayor of New York City who is thinking that he is going to be governor of New York and maybe a presidential candidate. He told you if you're a pro-life Democrat, you're not welcome in New York. But you didn't think anything of it because Roe v. Wade still was a thing and you didn't really have any say. Now you have a say. So those pro-life Democrats are going to have to make a decision. Do I vote with the party that I've always voted for, even though I disagree with them on abortion because I never really had a say in abortion, but now for the first time I do. Do I vote with my party or do I vote with my my morality and side with Republicans on this issue? And only those pro-life Democrats are going to be able to make that determination. Is abortion a big enough issue for them that that's how they, they vote or do they vote on other issues? But for the first time, pro-life Democrats have a choice to make. 
and they haven't had to worry about this choice since Roe passed. But now they do. And honestly, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to vote for their with their party, like they always have, the party that said that they're not welcome there, or if they're going to vote for their moral issue with abortion. It depends, I guess, on, on how big abortion really is for them. And I don't know the answer to that. You don't know the answer to that. Only they do. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Because now the Democratic Party, who has alienated pro-life Democrats for decades and has openly scorned them, now has to come crawling back to them and beg them for their vote. How's that going to look? I don't know. Got more open lines coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. If you want some homework, some fun homework, you want to troll, and you have a Twitter account, go on to Twitter, and every single tweet that says that the overturning of Roe has banned abortions in the United States, report it to Twitter for misinformation, because it does not do that. And just sit back silently and giggle to yourself, because it's funny. It's good stuff. We had some... uh it's the people say that they did that earlier. Remo popped onto the Discord server. He's like, I've been doing this all day. Good for you. Because it doesn't ban abortion. But there's a lot of people who think that it does. It doesn't. So make sure you go and report those tweets for misinformation and see if Twitter actually upholds Twitter's own rules. Unlikely, but it'll still be fun. Ray, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yeah, hi, Casey. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, a couple quick points before I make my main point. Number one, um, I haven't heard anything on your show um, about uh, Diego Morales winning uh, the delegate vote in the state for secretary of state. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great thing. Um, not that I didn't hear it here, but that I that yeah I, I didn't go I won. didn't go over who actually won all those. I posted about it on social media, but I didn't go over it as a site. Okay, I met him a few times. Um, great guy, nice guy. I got mm-hmm. a lot of trash mail from the swamp, uh, the swamp Republicans around the Indy area, but and they're all apoplectic about it. But well, they you know, didn't they didn't want thing. they didn't want Diego. But <laughs> no, they did not want Diego. <laughs> but, yeah, I met him once. Nice guy. I, I absolutely agree. Second thing I'd like to say uh, real quickly is your man uh, Clifton French uh, today or recently had uh, this principal at Penn at an elementary school. She's on the uh, board of some board with the uh, of principal, state principals. She's pushing racial bias as a board member of mm-hmm. this radical education group. Mm-hmm. In other words, critical race theory and equity and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. uh, you said yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, that Penn used to be a great school, and I agree. Um, I teach in St. Joe County also, but I don't believe so anymore. Yeah, there, um, this is, you know, and this is the sad part about Penn is that the whole district, not just the high school, but people used to move to that area so they would be zoned for that school district. And now people are moving away from that area to get away from it. And sure. all it took was COVID. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, it's just—it's crazy. That brought out a lot, didn't it? Yeah. It, well, it did. You know. And look, you have tyrannical leaders, uh, leaders who are buying off officials and things like that in in Penn and in other districts. And it's unfortunate, silencing but parents. <laughs> what's that? And silencing parents. Yeah. Yep. Silencing parents, threatening students. Yeah, it's not appropriate. But 
you know, that's basically people who never really had any power got a little power in COVID and they didn't know what to do with it. Yep. You know, well, last thing I want to want to say real quick is uh, uh, this abortion decision is really we can thank Mr. Trump for that. Oh, yeah. Because if Hillary would have won the 2000s, I only read this on town hall and I was thinking the same thing. If Hillary would have won the 2016 election, we'd have the, you know, uh, Garrick Marlin types on there. And we would we'd be we meaning conservatives would be in a six three deficit. So I that. Uh, you can say what you want about the man, but um, he put on the right Supreme Court justices, in my opinion. Absolutely. Right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you much. All All right, buddy. Take care. And and look, here's the thing. Um, I know that some of the justices that that Trump appointed, you know, really haven't panned out the way that conservatives were hoping that they were going to pan out, but they've had a run of really good rulings here lately. And, you know, Trump told everybody in that debate, you know, he was asked by Chris Wallace, would you, you know, do you want the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade? And Trump said, look, I'm pro-life. I'm going to appoint pro-life judges. And if they overturn Roe, it's going to go back to the states. And somebody on the, the live stream today is like, has anybody thanked Trump today? And if you're on Truth Social, yes, lots of people. He's issued a statement on Truth Social uh, and everybody can get on Truth Social now. Go to truthsocial.com. Sign up. It's totally free. Follow me. Then go follow Trump if uh, if you want to follow him. But I, I said Casey, the host on Truth Social. But, yeah, he issued a statement on there. He talked about this being the best victory for life that we've ever had. Um, he's been thanked by everybody you could possibly think of, tons of people, a couple of trolls that are doing it as well and, you know, attacking him and others. But uh, it's Truth Social. It's it's about freedom of speech. So. If you haven't got on Truth Social yet, I mean, you need to. And I, again, I got like 660 people on Truth Social. I got over almost 11,000 of you on Facebook. I need that 11,000 of you to move over to Truth Social. That's what I need. And it's, you know, Facebook's fine and all. Like I had a libertarian representative reach out to me today, and I only knew about it because I was specifically looking for something else on Facebook. And that's the only reason that I saw it. I would have never seen it. In a normal week. I'm just not on Facebook enough for that to be, you know, a place for you to communicate with me. I'm just not. Uh, If you want to communicate with me, Telegram and Truth Social are where you're going to want to be. Uh, Or the big announcement next week for the new social network that I'm launching. All right. 574-2595-953. Al, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi there. Yeah, what's Um, up? A couple quick points. Uh, just on the Roe versus Wade, I don't think it's abortion was such a big deal in the country until the Democrats started pushing up until birth. And I think that's when people mm-hmm. just turned around and said, no, no more. And we're going. For, yeah, it's going to. Well, because and here, and, and when here, it was 15 weeks and nobody, you know, yeah, we didn't like it, but. Right. Most well, people weren't willing to stand up and fight over it. That's but. that's just it. The, the science has changed so much. And I think that people have been paying attention to that. Um, and I think the yeah. I think a lot of pro-life groups pivoting to the science because the science always backed them. That's the thing is like for a long time, pro-life yeah. groups avoided the science, but the science always supported them. And with the advancements and, and news stories about preemies being born at the point that you can commit abortion and that sort of thing. 
you know, a lot of people are starting to see that. But you're right. This this radicalized push for abortion for nine months, even pro-abortion people know that that's ridiculous. And and what the what the pro-abortion crowd loves to tell you is, um, like, and you heard Joe Biden say that today. The majority of the country is supports abortion. Now yeah. that's true. Sixty seventy three right. percent. Yeah, that's true. But up until the but first. exactly. They also yeah. overwhelmingly, like 80, 90 percent, support strict restrictions on how long for you to be able to get an abortion. And it averages out yeah. to about 15 to 17 weeks. So yeah. if, if you're going to make that argument that people support abortion, OK, that's fine. But they also only support abortion for a very limited period of time. And right now you've got and this started with Obama. Obama's the one that wanted kids born alive dying on on the floor. You know, that whole thing. And that really mainstreamed it. And you've got so many people out out front in the Supreme Court the past couple of days have been interviewed. And they're like, nine months up until birth. And it's like, everybody knows a nine-month-old baby is a baby. Everybody knows that. So you're just a murderer and a psychopath at that point. Yeah. I had one other quick question for you. Switch gears on you. Texas school. Um, How much of that those guys standing outside is a regimented thing where they're waiting for a leader to tell them what to do instead of doing that. I well, mean, okay. So in the military, you wait for somebody to tell you what to do, but people know who was going to do it and everybody knew where the call was coming from. Well, and, and most of the but, time too, like if you're in a combat unit, I mean, you know that you have to act sometimes you can't just wait. And, you know, whoever is the, right. the ranking person there needs to make a decision. If that's a that's a private first class, then it's OP and it's a private first class. Yeah, um, somebody's making the call. And but here, going, here's, but. The, here's the thing. That wasn't a bunch of people waiting for orders because the order was not to go in. And when that one officer tried to rescue his wife who had been shot, they detained they him arrested. and they disarmed him. Yeah. So they actively worked against their own guy. Uh, so, yeah. so it's, you know, with all this... News just keeps coming so fast you can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. The, the the latest on Uvalde is that the school police chief has been placed on leave, but he's still a city council member. It's still getting paid. Yep. All right. Still getting paid. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you much. Take All care. Right. Yeah. The, the Uvalde story continues to get worse and worse and worse as we have these hearings, and I expect it to get even worse as we go forward. To be honest with you, we got more coming up. News Talk ninety five three, Michiana's news channel. MNC News Time is five thirty one. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. A couple of people didn't know the reference to Obama. Uh, when he was a state senator, he opposed protections for babies who were born alive. And we've discussed that. There's always, a, there's always an attempt at fact-checking it and things like that that were never accurate. Uh, if you go back and you just read the bill that he, he voted on and what it did. And, yeah, you go back and listen to some of the statements that he made about it, too. He was always pro-late-term abortion. Obama always was, including if the abortion was failed and the child was born alive. He felt just like in Virginia where the, the governor, Governor North, Northam, said, we're going to make the baby comfortable and then we're gonna talk with the mom, and we're gonna we're gonna decide what's gonna happen to that baby. Baby's alive. Leave it alone. Give it medical medical attention. That's he didn't want that. So that's where that reference came from.
574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. So I'm calling back because I have a more of a comment to tell you, and I think this is kind of hilarious. Okay. So I remember back in high school, I had a teacher tell me that Trump would have nothing to do with overturning Roe versus Wade. Okay. Oh, and I kept telling and I kept telling him that yes, Trump would have something to do with it, and he would not want to listen to me. I okay. want to go back to him so badly and tell <laughs> him I told you so. Well, it, this is you know this comes from we we're having this the civics discussion on the live stream earlier too. This comes from people not knowing civics, and you know could Trump overturn Roe v. Wade on his own? No, and there were some people are hoping that he can maybe do that. It was always about the courts. And his appointing pro-life justices and good legal scholars like Amy Coney Barrett were able to go ahead and say, look, Roe is terrible law and it has to be repealed. This has to go to the legislatures and the states, period. So you're, you're absolutely right. Now, directly, it's, you know, he didn't do it himself, but he appointed the people that are responsible for doing it. So he gets yeah. credit. He gets credit. Yeah, he does get credit. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. I just want to go back and tell him I told you so. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he doesn't live in Indiana anymore, oh. so oh. I can't really do that. Well, mail him a fart in a jar or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Take care. Yeah, something else that's going on. So uh, going back to my old hometown of Las Vegas, um, we've got uh, the I-Team. The I-Team in Las Vegas is with Channel 8 News. Uh, they're really, really good. They're a local investigative team. They're led by George Knapp. Some of you know George Knapp. George Knapp's a super cool guy, by the way. But some of you know George Knapp is a fill-in guy for Coast to Coast AM. George Knapp is an investigative journalist from my hometown. Uh, we all know George. George came on the show repeatedly. We, we used to interview George all the time. Uh, Well-known in Las Vegas. But he runs the I-Team there. And they, the I-Team has pointed out that the FBI has seized the chairman of the Nevada GOP's phone as a part of this fake elector investigation. And the FBI has raided Republican officials all across the country in multiple states in this so-called investigation. So keep an eye on this story as uh, it's going to probably blow up real big next week. Getting buried a little bit, but agents seized the cell phone of the state Republican chairman, Michael McDonald, reportedly as part of an investigation into the fake elector scheme initiated at the end of the 2020 presidential election, a second search warrant was issued for State Party Secretary James uh, Reed, who also signed the document, but FBI agents could not locate him on Wednesday, according to the investigative team on, on Channel 8 News. Uh, so this has happened all over the country, right? So the FBI is now, once again going after Republican officials all over the country, while the DOJ is saying that we're not really going to accept the Supreme Court's ruling here, we're going to find ways around it, while you've got Democratic members of Congress saying, take it to the streets, the Supreme Court's illegitimate, we're not going to listen to this ruling anyway, and you've got this radical Antifa domestic terrorist offshoot, Jane's Revenge, who's already committed at least 50 acts of domestic terrorism, vowing that there's going to be more tonight and going into the weekend. So be vigilant, because as I've said before, you're about to see what a real insurrection looks like. Another one, because there there was one leading into the 2016 election and shortly after that, 
but you're about to see what a real insurrection looks like, and you're about to see what real domestic terrorism looks like, too. Not this make-believe stuff where you walk into a building and you pick up trash in that building, and then suddenly you're a domestic terrorist who's committed insurrection. No, actual violence, actual domestic terrorism, and actual insurrection. You're about to see that. So do yourself a favor. We talked with, with Melanie Line about this earlier with Voices for Life. You know, they're taking precautions to secure their facilities and everything else uh, just to protect themselves. So make sure you are paying attention and you're vigilant. I would not unplug this weekend if I were you. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hey, everybody. Casey Hendrickson here for XFOG. Again, this is one of my favorite pieces of shop equipment. But if you're somebody who recreationally wears safety glasses, so maybe you're an airsoft player, paintball, or you do snowboarding, skiing, what have you, and you wear safety glasses, but you have to deal with the fogging, that's a real issue that you don't want to mess with. And, and here's the thing. You don't want to constantly interrupt your activities by taking your glasses off and wiping them down. You don't want to go ahead and spray that chemical stuff on there, which doesn't really work all that well, and it makes your eyes irritated, you know, kind of burning. You don't want to spit inside your lenses because let's let's be it's gross it smells you, you don't want to do that x fog you're not even going to know that you have this thing on there it's super super lightweight it is ultra quiet uh, when i first met the the owners of x fog they were running the system two feet from me and i didn't know it was on it's that quiet uh, so this is a great system it blows cool air on your glasses easy to mount anywhere you want including on a ball cap that's how i have mine i got uh, i got a tactical hat that I wear in the garage while I'm working and it just goes right in the Velcro in the back and it keeps my glasses fog free. So my, I'm able to see everything. I don't put my safety at risk and I don't have to constantly worry about my eyes and taking off my safety glasses. So whether you work in an environment that's manufacturing medical or if it's recreational or whatever you're doing, where you're wearing safety glasses and fogging up is an issue, go to xfog.com, E-X-F-O-G.com, xfog.com. And use promo code Casey and save 10%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, once again, please follow me on Truth Social. Lots of funny memes today that I have been posting, and Truth Social is awesome anyway. If you're on Facebook and you follow my Facebook page, go to Truth Social, please. You're going to get a lot more content. You're going to be able to actually reach me on Truth Social. That's where you should be if you support free speech. TruthSocial.com at Casey the Host. And also subscribe to my Rumble. Nice little surge of Rumble subscribers this week. Thank you for that. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. Have a safe weekend. Again, I wouldn't totally unplug from the news this weekend. Pay attention. There's going to be some ugly stuff over the weekend. And we'll see you Monday right back here at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Have a good one.